You're tuned into an episode of Behind the Sign, sponsored by Office Sign Company. So you are back for another episode of Behind the Sign. I'm sitting here with Christy Huber from the United Way of Cass Clay. Uh, and this podcast works because whenever I'm out in the community, I'm always introduced to people at a pretty critical time in their business span. Either they're going through a rebrand, a refresh, or some sort of development that warrants the purchase of a sign. And I want to bring those people on and hear a little bit about some of the exciting developments in their world. So I'm really excited to meet with Christy today. Uh, Not only have we been able to work on a few of the print and sign projects for them, but also we've recently transitioned their Live United t-shirts onto Fargo Stuff, one of our subsidiary brands. So we're really, really excited to be talking to her. And Christy's also a fellow Cobber, so we have kind of an unspoken bond already, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That unites everyone around sound. Um, I'm very, very excited to welcome Christy to the stage. Christy, first and foremost, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what got you to the point that you're at today, and what you do for United Way Cast Clay. Well, that's awesome, and I'm really excited to be here with you. I um, really have a, just a... Um, sweet spot in my heart for Office Sign Company. You guys have just been tremendous and um, great partners for the community. I love community. I talk about it a lot. Um, I would never have thought that I was going to be the president of a nonprofit. Um, Growing up, I I grew up on a farm in West Central Minnesota, decided to go to Concordia, loved my time there, had a business and English literature degree, thought I was going to be an English teacher. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, to know today um, my role in the community and being the president of the United Way, um, I'm grateful the the path that I had when I came here just because it was so non-traditional. I right. my first job out of college I worked for John Deere Company. Wow. And I didn't know that. yeah, and I was actually a territory sales manager Very for cool. John Deere at the age of 25. And so that was Jeez. really a cool experience. Yeah. Um also had a chance to be an entrepreneur, work in employee benefits and all of those things together and then working with, you know, being in this community for about 17 years. I've had a chance to get to know a lot of people and this community is just built on relationships. And so, you know, when I had a chance to start giving back and start volunteering, United Way is where I started and just love the mission and how we could help so many people and we can maximize, you know, our efforts and really make a difference in the lives of a lot of people. Yeah, that's super cool. So you were almost an English teacher. <laughs> almost. Do you so ever, close. Do you ever utilize that skill set in your day-to-day work now? Oh, my gosh. Every day. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure your PR people love that. Um, you <laughs> know, you spell checking them? Oh, well, no. I, actually, spell check is my worst oh. nightmare because, <laughs> okay. I, or my best tool that I use. Yeah. But, um, no, I would say that for me, uh, the big thing is, like, we're doing so much to try to get our brand into the community. And right. one of the things that we've been doing is we've been writing articles for Fargo Inc. Mm-hmm. And so I write the articles and some people That's are fun. like, "That's are you really writing the articles? And I, and I do because yeah, it's a passion piece. It's a passion. Yeah. And so, yeah, someday I hope to write a book. Um, <laughs> really I would, cool. I would love that. And I think it, you know, it's going to be something about the community because I yeah. just, I think it's so important. It's it's the differentiator for us in the Fargo-Moorhead community um, because we have something very, very special. Right, right. That's very, very cool. And being a local branch of what's a very massive nonprofit (laughs) uh, nationally, I'd imagine that there's a lot of bureaucracy behind every decision that you make. How would you say that you and your team have been able to stay consistent with the needs on the national level while still um, sort of accommodating for some of the local niche pieces here in Fargo-Moorhead? You know, the thing that people don't know about United Way is that we're actually the largest nonprofit in the world. Oh, we're really? a multi-billion dollar 
nonprofit, and people don't I know have that. Done my research. No, no, that's okay. I'm excited to tell people that. That's and so really cool. We actually are a membership organization rather than a chapter, so that gives us gotcha. autonomy to be able to raise dollars in our community and then use them. Um, to make sure that we're investing them right where our community needs them most. And so, you know, as the United Way has changed, I think the biggest thing, Jack, is that United Way in the past was a community chest. And that's, you know, back before the internet, back before, you know, there was just so much more information available. Back before Jack Yakowitz. Yes, back before Christy (laughs) Huber, let's be honest. Yeah, we're talking, you know, in the early 1900s. Yeah, very cool. But as the transition has happened, and so many people have so much more information about where they can give and how they can be involved that has changed a ton and that has given us a reason for us to be really smart about the investments that we're making and how we actually use data to make all of the decisions on how do we best serve the community and you know be very specific about which programs can help you know certain populations i'd imagine it's it's almost a necessity for there to be a lot of flexibility within local chapters too because there are just such stark differences between you know fargo moorhead and los angeles even oh for absolutely you know yeah absolutely and even in north dakota and minnesota yeah, right and just how different our community is from um, you know, Grand Forks to Bismarck True. to Wapaton. True. Is there a lot of networking that takes place between you and other uh, presidents of, of United Ways across the country and across the world? Absolutely. We try to stay in touch and understand, you know, how are things going well and what things are working in different communities. Yeah. And what we consistently see is that our United Way is really at the forefront of change and the way that we're doing things. That's right. And it's been fun. We actually were just in Toronto uh, for the United Way Worldwide Conference. And yeah, it's great to see other people coming to us and saying, hey, what's happening in Fargo? And how can we utilize some of these things that you're doing? How awesome. That's great. Christy, I know that you're a huge learner. Um, Every time (laughs) I visit your office, you're giving me some new recommendation for a book. Maybe someday it'll be your own, as as you previewed. That'd be awesome. Um, Can you discuss how you're able to be a sponge for so much knowledge that you absorb and and how you utilize that in your day-to-day life, too? You know, I think one of the most important books that I read was The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. And that, Dan, are you taking notes from me? Okay. <laughs> and that book, actually, I read it on a flight, actually, from um, Florida back to Fargo. And so it's a short book, short read. But the thing that impressed me was that, you know, when you can be a person that can be a resource to people and you can connect them, how important that is and how you can truly be an influencer in people's lives and how that can, at the right information at the right time, can absolutely be a game changer. And so for me, I just started really, you know, absorbing information. I want to read, I want to learn, I want to continue to grow. I want to use that to help other people. And I want you to be able to have the knowledge or the access to the resource at the right time for you. And so for me, it's all tied together. That's really inspiring. And it kind of ties in with my next question. So I uh, I personally struggle a little bit with delegation. That's probably the hardest time I have <laughs> as a manager because there are so many things where I think, oh, it's going to take me way longer to explain how to do this than to just do it myself. Um, for you, you've got such a staff that's that's so empowered, and I think that speaks really highly of your ability to delegate and, and give responsibility to everyone on your staff. What are some tips and pointers you would maybe give to first-time managers or new managers that, similar to myself, are having a harder time with the delegation piece and empowering and and raising up their staff? Well, first and foremost, our team at United Way, they are awesome. Yeah, they are rock stars. Right, rock stars, and we're just so grateful that we have such a great team. I would say, Jack, that the biggest lesson that I have learned 
is just in clearly communicating my expectations up front. Sure. And so, you know, as I actually have a couple of new managers, as I've had a chance to visit with them and talk to them and, you know, tell them, you know, this is what I'm thinking. I know that as a leader, my brain is processing mm-hmm. super fast. And cool. so I've got so much information. I know I've got to want to share it. It's, yeah. I don't want to keep it to myself, <laughs> but I sometimes get going a little fast and I know that I don't get the full, you know, my full expectation or my full thought really clearly communicated. Yeah. So slowing down to speed up sure. is really helpful. And then just being very intentional and then just asking them, hey, if you feel like I've forgotten something or if there's some gaps and some information, come back, let's talk about it and make sure that you know that I trust you. I empower you to do this. I'm excited. You're going to do it. You're going to blow this out of the water. It's going to be amazing. But if, if, if you have, if you have some questions for me, you know, let's, let's get on the same page. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it builds a really, a really nice relationship between you and your staff because you kind of have that open door setting too, where, where they are comfortable to, to bring things back up the chain and, um, I just sense it when I'm in your office. There doesn't seem to be much rigidity between the lines of communication absolutely, at all, which yeah. is great. No, absolutely. And in fact, our team is really, um, I, as I'm seeing them, even as they're growing together even more, they're getting even better in anticipating, hey, you probably <laughs> need to know this. Yeah. You're going to go out and you're going to meet with these people. You're going to have these conversations. Yeah. You need to know this information. And that's what creates just a high-performing team. Yeah. What would Christy do? That's, that's an important. <laughs> I see the WWKD. <laughs> bracelets oh, you're so sweet <laughs> oh that's awesome so christy I've, I've been to some of your events and i've seen you speak in front of some pretty massive crowds and i'd imagine that there's a little bit of coaching that goes on um from the back end to get you to a point where you are really comfortable in that kind of setting how how long has it taken you to become really comfortable on stage are you still experience some some nerves when you go into a setting like that or do you just you know what, what can you kind of attribute your success in in public speaking formats to you know, I have to give credit back to West Central Area High School starting in, you know, I was in speech. Nice. And so um, back in, you know, in those early days, I knew that that was a really important piece for me to be involved in forensics and yeah. getting comfortable in front of groups. Um, I would say, you know, I've been working for United Way now for, you know, about seven years in total. Mm-hmm. For I was the development director and then also now as president. And so I've had an opportunity to be in several of these environments. Right. I'll tell you this. I still get nervous. Do you? I, yeah. I'm nervous that the, that the the message will connect with people. I'm not nervous for the actual, you know, you know, giving the speech. It's I just want I'm so passionate about making sure that they feel our passion and what they can right, do right. How to will be a it part resonate? of it and how it resonates. And so when, if you ask me if I get nervous, absolutely. <laughs> I, th- I think that there's the thrill of the nervous yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but just, I think it's also just making sure that we're really intentional about making sure that people understand what it is that they're a part of and how our community is so much better when they're a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wish I would have done speech. I, I hear that all the time. Some of the best speakers that I see around town, it's like, yeah, I've been doing this since I was... 15 or 16 I was terrified basically up until college of getting in front of a getting in front of a crowd now it's you know it's changed a little bit and grown doing music in a little bit has mm-hmm. has helped out but that's really cool it's it's uh nice for me to hear that other people still have some of those oh, <laughs> nerves too I, when they I go on stage I hope I always have that yeah you know, when people say that it makes you perform better but it does yeah it absolutely does and also my dad told me back in the day in high school that I should do golf too so <laughs> golf and speech if you're wow. you know if you're if you're coaching your kids to be part of a couple of things he was grooming you for business (laughs) right yeah that's great um 
Chrissy, talk about some of the exciting revelations in the United Way world. What's going on for the rest of 2019? What are you anticipating in 2020? Uh, what can we kind of expect as a community that's going to be coming out of United Way Cast Clay? You know, we have our bold goals that we are working on, and that is to reduce hunger and homelessness, prepare children to succeed, help people be independent and lift families and individuals out of poverty. And so, you know, I think what you can expect is to see more um, unique collaborations. We're really excited about a couple of things that just are hot off the press um, with transportation and providing opportunities for more people to have transportation actually into the industrial park. Oh, wow. Um, And so there was not a public bus service. And so, you know, our United Way brought this to the city commission, the Fargo city commission and have been working with them. And we're really excited. There is going to be a bus now with a tap ride service which is kind of uber for bus oh cool and cool. that's going to start august in august and we're really excited that's huge. it's yeah. huge because there's 19,000 jobs in our industrial park and yeah. how you know it's again reducing barriers increasing access and how do we help families really at their point of need and so that is i had a no really, idea that's awesome and we're doing some really cool stuff with making sure that um individuals who want to build skills you know we know that there's a skills gap and we look at workforce shortage in the community, what can we do to help you know, connect in our people in our community that have these, uh, this desire to work hard and to be able to be a part of the community. And so we have access to provide access to welding training, CNA training, and also manufacturing training. And okay. so again, it's just really exciting when you yeah. start to, to build these collaborations and you know, our focus is changing. So it's not just making investments in uh, partners in the community, but it's about bringing them together and understanding how can we maximize and leverage those resources. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So we, we have a, uh... One of our buildings is in the industrial park. I don't know if you've been to our production facility before. If no. so, you should you should at some point in time. But yeah, we've had to do some of the carpool situations for employees that maybe didn't have a have a license or a mm-hmm. you know a mode of transportation. So well, and that's it's interesting so because actually the the trend is that less millennials are actually getting their driver's license, and actually Gen Is really? are le- are not getting their driver's license, and they just don't see them. Serious question: What's Gen I? <laughs> Uh, Is that the the gen the generation that comes after okay. the millennials? What? I didn't know that's what they were called. All right, so. I thought it was like zillennial. No. <laughs> okay. We should we should edit out this part. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my credibility on this podcast. Oh, Jack, uh, you can never lose your credibility. That's good. Well, appreciate that. That's super cool. Um, Christy, one of the biggest things for me is I've taken on a new role at Office Sign Company has been trying to maintain a network of people who are in similar positions Mm -hmm. uh, just to retain a certain level of sanity because, uh, you know, even when I was a manager, I I had other people that were on on a horizontal plane with me within the company. So there are things that get brought up and you can talk through them and whatever. But in a a position where you're managing such a a large amount of people, I think it's really important to find find others outside of your business to just lean upon for advice every once in a while. Do you have that in your world right now? Is there some kind of like underground collective of nonprofit CEOs that (laughs) meet at Boiler Room? (laughs) And what time so I can show up? (laughs) You know, it's not so much uh, underground, but um, actually, you know, one of the things that I identified really early in my career is how important it is to have those, you know, those people that are in your life that you can, you know, come to and and share that information. And so actually I've brought a group together uh, of about nine women that are leaders in their companies and we get together on a monthly basis. That's great. And we actually started, you know, sharing articles, sharing conversation about, you know, what it is. We just call it women in leadership, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and they come from all different disciplines, which I think is actually the strength of this group. And we've been meeting consistently for three years. 
And, you know, we never run out of topics and, you know, we've just really grown to be a a really solid group for each other. So, you know, I I also refer to my own personal board of directors. I have people who I admire and people who I respect that I've gone out and, you know, just said, hey, I'd like you to be on my personal board of directors. I'm going to run things past you. um, And I I want you to know what I want you to tell me what you really think. Yeah. And so, you know, I would say that a lot of the success that I've had in my career has because has been directly because of these people who have, you know, generously been mentors to me and um, I try to pay it forward and yeah. I try to be ment- a mentor, a strong mentor to different people in the community as well. Well, I, I think that's pretty evident through through what I hear from others in, in the community. So kudos to you. That's, that's really awesome. Um, this is my most serious question. <laughs> Three of your most community-facing individuals are named Christy, Christy, and Christina. How do you keep <laughs> life straight? Like I, I don't hire other jacks, <laughs> you know. I know we have our resource development director, Christy Lewandowski, another yeah. cobber. Yeah. Uh, we have Christina Hine, who's our marketing director, another cobber. Yeah. And then of course me. And so <laughs> you know we have had a few times where we've answered the phone, and I answer the phone at the at the office when if if it needs to be. I yeah. you know that's one of my servant leadership that's you know cool. traits is hey if something needs to be done that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'll answer the phone and they'll, I'll let them know, you know, who it is. And they, a few minutes into it, they're like, I think I meant I needed to talk to the other Christy. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, it does cause a little bit of, um, a, a little bit of confusion, but always a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd have to imagine there's some exciting stories tied in there <laughs> or embarrassing stories. We tend to go by initials too. So okay. they call me KH. Yeah. We have uh, KHL now yeah. with Christina getting married, and then now we have uh, Christina or Christy Lewandowski. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. It's all uh, good. That's awesome. Good for you. Uh, final question, <laughs> Christy. Can you believe we almost made it to the end? Uh, if there's anyone listening right now that dreams to be in your shoes someday, uh, leading a successful nonprofit in the in the community, what words of wisdom would you share to help them get there? Maybe they're you know in their senior year of college right now and close to graduating, and they want to be the future Christy Huber. Uh, what would you kind of say to them to guide them in the right direction? You know, I would say just start getting involved, you know, jump in with a nonprofit, really dig in and understand what their mission is, what, how they work, volunteer for, you know, different elements, whether it be their campaigns, their fundraising, um, or maybe even if they have some volunteer experiences like we do with um, our community impact team. So mm. they actually are participating in um, making those decisions on where the dollars that are raised in the community actually go. And so that's our community investment review panel. So if you're interested in leading in a nonprofit, um, get to know what your passion is. Like my passion is community. My, I love this community. Um, And I want to see us all succeed. And so, but others might be, you know, animals and others, you know, might have other areas, but just really dig in. And then um, the other thing I would say is, a broad background, you know, me being a business degree with an English literature and a minor in communications, you know, for me, that's just been really helpful and, and just have that um, desire to understand, you know, how systems work um, and how, you know, how do, how do those areas that you really have an interest in serving, how does that work? Super cool. Love it. 
Uh, Chris, you're going to stick around and play our 20 and 20 game next. That uh, sounds good. For the time being, we're going to hear a little word from our sponsor. My name is Jack Yakowitz, coming to you from Office Sign Company, where I am part of the awesome team of individuals that helps create signs for your business. We offer free digital proofing. We try to challenge you a little bit to think outside of putting your logo into a box, but really make sure that your design and aesthetic that you're bringing off with your signage tells the story of your business and what you're trying to convey to potential customers. If you have a custom sign project that you're looking for help on, visit us at our downtown Fargo office, which is 310 NP Avenue North, or visit our website at officesigncompany.com. We are back on the Behind the Sign podcast with Christy Huber from the United Way of Cass Clay. And Christy is going to join us now in the 20 and 20 game. So Christy, I'm just going to briefly explain the rules here. Uh, it's pretty simple, so you can cut me off at any time <laughs> if you get it, because people that have listened I'm to I'm actually episodes, most nervous for this. Probably should be, okay, actually, okay. realistically. Okay. There's going to be, because if you do well, our, our customers will get a big discount off their order. So. And I would love that. Yeah, you might have Pitchfork Nation after you <laughs> if this doesn't go according to plan. Uh, so the 2020 game, I'm going to give you a category, and I'll give it to you before we actually start the timer. I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock. And then for, in those 20 seconds, you have to name as many things as you can that fit within the category. So for each one that you name, and the record that we've had so far has been 10, which I think was Josh Ulrich from Scoop and Dough, our, oh, our first person that we had on. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> delicious, indeed. Um, but for each one that you name, uh, our customers will get a percentage off their order on Office Sign Company with the promo code 20 and 20. So if you only name 10, they'll get 10%. If you name 12, they'll get 12%. The most that anyone will get is 20%, but unless you're like an auctioneer, I, <laughs> I don't think there's any way. I can't even speak that fast. So anyways, does it make sense Absolutely. Okay, so we got Dan over in the corner that's going to be tallying the counts, okay. and I'm putting 20 seconds on the clock. All right. Uh, I will start once I say ready, set, go. But the category today is going to be restaurants in Fargo-Moorhead. All right. Restaurants in Fargo-Moorhead. All ready? I think okay. so. Ready, set, go. Red Lobster, Ruby Tuesday, McDonald's, Hardee's, Burger King, um, Culver's, um, Doolittle's, Spitfire, um, uh, Applebee's, um, Luna, um, and also, um, gosh. Time. (laughs) (laughs) They get tired when you... Diet, 10%. Damn. Oh, you yes. started out like on a roll. I know. I was like, I oh, know. she's going to go straight right? fast food on this. <laughs> what else we got? Oh. I had to give a shout out to a couple of the other ones that are just some of my favorites. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Very cool. So if you are listening, you can now, until the end of the month, use the promo code 20 and 20 at checkout and receive 10% off your order. Uh, I think we're going to get to 11 at some point. I'm confident it'll happen. I thought you were going to be the one. I know. I thought it was going <laughs> to be right. the one, too. Right now, you're tied on the top of the leaderboard, oh, so that's great. Chrissy, that's awesome. is there any last thoughts that you wanted to share with our listening audience? You know, I just I want to thank Office Sign Company. You guys have just been tremendous. Um, one of the things that you've done is you've helped us with our name badges, and yeah. we get so many compliments on our name badges. Oh, that's and that's great. You wouldn't think that um, something, something like that would have such influence, but it really has has helped us elevate our brand and That's also awesome. modernize it. So I just want to thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, Christy, we appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to seeing what United Way does next in the community. Awesome. Thanks.